Like, all I'm telling you now, Will, is we have confirmation from Disney themselves that Goofy fucks. And how did you get to the confirmation? We always knew Goofy fucked. What are you telling I know, but he has to come to terms with it. Max no. exists, therefore Goofy fucks. Sorry, <laughs> Goofy fucked. Sorry, sorry. Goofy fucks. Sorry. That's canon, Will. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not. Okay, we've all seen. It's important canon that Goofy And his fucks. son tries to send him away, and his son hates him, even though he pierces the soup tin lid with his two big stupid teeth, and they have That's a nice soup, cup right. of soup with the cigarette lighter in the car. It's his, a magical fucking movie moment. It's literally badass and extremely goofy movie. movie. The extremely goofy movie. Yes, well, I'm trying to say, we've all seen the extremely goofy movie. Some of us can't remember the title, but we saw as youngins. So. I'm not surprised. No, that was just a goofy movie. Extremely goofy movie is extreme sports, extreme sports college movie where it was the '90s. Well, yeah, it's it's awesome that one guy just has cheese whiz all the time, squints yeah, in his face, he's constantly just eating canned cheese. There's the surprisingly sexy female versions of Goofy. I'm not sure what they are, but they show up a lot. There was a Goofy. There was a thing I remember this in years back, which that's... was uh, it was. Um, do you remember the Adrian Kennedy phone show? Did you ever hear that? The what? Adrian Kennedy phone show. No, I'm glad I, you also just didn't hear him. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, FM 104 used to have a late night talk show during the week called the Adrian Kennedy phone show. It was mostly just people calling up and complaining and, you know, just 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 bullshit talk radio. But, you know, it's fun to listen to occasionally. I remember one time they were talking about, um, they talk, it was around Easter, and they were talking about, like, has anyone seen that Cadbury's ad? With the with the female rabbit. Oh no! And people start calling in, being like, "Oh no, man, I would I would fuck that rabbit." I would <laughs> confirm the furry nation. But this is like 2006. This is well before yiffing has entered public consciousness, which is an unfortunate sentence, I have to say. Well, you so so now we know, like you know, the seeds of yiffing, the seeds of deviantart were laid many years ago by someone in Cadbury's marketing department who just said, "Man, I would fuck a bunny." Just like a real sexy buddy. I mean, if you saw that meme I posted earlier, hey, uh, wait, why, do, why do millennials uh, hate the rich, uh, want to redistribute wealth, and are all furries? There's one answer: Disney's Robin Hood. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. So I was going to I was going to point back to the seminal classic of our generation and all generations henceforth: Space Jam. Because Lola Bunny. Yeah. Sorry, but okay. Lola Sorry, but the thing about Space Jam, it doesn't also bugs. Okay, I don't. Just, no one wants to have sex with bugs. I mean, I bugs don't. dressed up as a girl, sure. That's the that's the Garth line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I stepped in your toes. You did, you did, you did. My uh, so my sister one day came into me. Well, my hair is much longer. I wear a fucking dork as opposed to a regular white starting dweeb. And she comes into me one day, and I'm just I'm pissing her off, and she goes, "Well, this is like a fucking Garth from Wayne's World." And I was it's one of those points where it's like that's accurate, and I have nothing to refute that. <laughs> Good day to you. I just had to leave. Like you can't, you know. You gotta walk away from that roasting. Literal no, flawless victory for your sister. Well done. You win. I'll come back with some bitchy comment in, in four years' time. You have no idea where it comes from. I'll just call you up and go, cunt, hang up, you know? It's almost as good as I know how many pumps you got. What? Do you not remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. when Jack was trying to, like, slowly prod Sean with some teasing? And Sean turn around and literally murder a man in our WhatsApp. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, 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 I've yeah, never yeah. seen an actual murder. He made fun of me taking a portrait of a, a, a landscape picture, a portrait, whatever. I fucked up whatever orientation. And my experience was, I know how many pumps you have. You don't want me sharing this information. <laughs> Plus, he can't be denied tonight. It's just, a, it's just a I wonder why he abandoned us. <laughs> but yeah, notions. It's notions. It's the notions podcast. It's a podcast by guys who do things where they talk about it. 
Yeah, now we get the the opening. We never hear it. It's like, brow, brow, brow. It's, it's really it's cool. It's a super sweet bass line. Yeah. Yeah. I have to listen to it at some point. I do love me a nice thick bass line. Oh, like, no, like, the, 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 the Adrian, the, the bass line for Adrian is fucking sublime. It's, it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah. <sighs> Shout out to Junk Drawer and Cult for the Fat Guy. For the Cult Fat Guy, the EP that it's on. Yeah. Junk Drawer, who actually were featured in... Uh, RT and the Irish Times in the last few weeks. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that's against her. No, he got the song up. It was uh, themselves, a group called That Snake, um, that's S-N-A-A-K-E, and uh, Shrug Life, who in my view are have the finest lyrics of any band in Dublin, possibly all time. Like, I really cannot fault. Thoroughly enjoy them and not suck them. Yeah, like... It, but I might have enjoyed anything. That's fair, that's fair. No, like, their, their lyrics are just fucking sublime. The lead singer is a bit like if David Byrne from the Talking Heads was from D4. Um, oh, I met him after the gig, and he took a swig of my orange drink. <laughs> that seems like he made a mistake. We got him to drink. take off all his, nearly all his clothes on the stage. Danny Carroll, lovely fellow. Yeah, lovely. Basically, those three bands uh, and the band called Oboe went on a tour two years back called Elegy of Failures, organised by a group called Little, Little Gem. They put out a tape, you know, small tour went around the country. So what the three lads did again was they decided to... They went from a single tape to a double LP, 100 gram, uh, where they got a load of different bands from, from around the country. One moment. <laughs> you know, for a, for a prop. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, it's a Listening of Failures, Volume 2. It's available uh, on Bandcamp and Spotify. So you can cross-eyed butcher holding what appears to be... Oh, I'm not placing that cut of meat at all. It is a deeply unsettling image. Um, is it a human torso? I don't know. Is it a human torso? I don't know. Is it a human torso? There's a mane on it. Yeah, so, so, okay. So, so some of the bands that you've got here, you have. Definitely uh, headless. You've got Dot with their song "You Don't Have to," which is a really good song about consent. Shrug Life with 2009, a great song about getting super, super high and being convinced. You see, uh, John Lennon, uh, Junk Forest with a song about ennui, and about 16, 16, 17 other bands from all around the country, who are all fucking class, and. You know, doing it in this very independent way. This is all done by by the lads from Junk Drawer, That Snake, and uh, Short Life. They got all the bands together, they got it pressed, they got it delivered, and they did a little tour around the country, which included the cover of Joe Dolan by Short Life and a cover of uh, Weezer called Wrestle with Jimmy. Yeah. They, yep. They, they did. They played that song. I, I can remember that one very clearly. So, uh, yeah. Have you encountered Wrestle with Jimmy? Is their take of Wrestle with Jimmy the one where they literally just sing Wrestle, wrestle with, with Jimmy? Wrestle with Jimmy! For four and a half minutes, <laughs> the lads learned how to play the song perfectly, and Danny Carroll from Short Life learned how to do all of the vocal intonations for that song. I missed it in the Dublin show because they were not paid through the time, but by all accounts, every time they played it, it has been simply sublime. Inarguably, the greatest thing that those boys have ever done is a, is, a, is a shit it's post. Great. It's, it's, I was like, why are they doing this? They have to stop saying Jimmy. They never did. <laughs> was it the liberal, real-life shit post you were waiting for? Yeah. We, yeah. we entered into the into a new form of postmodernism when our shit posts have entered into our world. Between this and the talk about Tub Girl, we've gone back to 2006. Never really left 2006. No. <laughs> never really left 2006. Although... We've now hit an interesting 10-year point. It has been 10 years, as of two weeks ago, since The Dark Knight came out. I'm just going to sit here for a minute. 
Do you remember? Do you remember when that movie came out? I watched it three times in the cinemas. One of the times I I, I would have seen it four times, but one of the times I lied about going to see it and went drinking in a field. Did you prefer to drink in the field, or would you have actually rather have gone? I'd already seen it three times. <laughs> I I really could have fit in on the viewing. But, Joe, the drink was few and far between in in that. In the, I was seventeen. Yeah. Should be able to drink more. My friends, all, my friends all moved to college. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so it's been 10 years. I remember when I went to see it. I saw it in Cineworld, I think, Scream 4. Yeah, Scream 3 or 4, which is one of the smaller ones. And I remember very distinctly the bit where uh, Joker drove the flatbed truck and tried to hit Batman, and then he does the fucking ropes thing. And I remember the truck flips, and the entire room goes fucking silent. And some of that truck flips. And some guy in the back is just, fucking hell! <laughs> and it's from this point where it's like, you know what, that is exactly what needed to be said right now, just, <laughs> like, I, I, that's the best review I could, I could ever have for this one scene. Yeah, 2008, uh, truck flip, fucking hell. And it's just so good right after that, because he's walking, and that stumble acting so fucking good, he looks so fucking wrecked. And I was like, come on, hit me. Hit me, I want you to hit me. Shame with the rest of them. Fuck you. And hey, after that, he fights hey, it's a, it's a pop. Gordon is there, and Gordon's been faking his death, even to his own wife. And he's like, God, yeah. Gotta, like, really sell it super hard. So that film came out the same year as it was a pretty big summer of superhero movies. That was, I think, I think Iron Man 2 came out that summer. Did it? Maybe Iron Man 1. No, no, Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1. Yeah. Iron Man 1, a terrible Will Smith, Smith movie called Hancock. Um, I, saw Hancock. I like Hancock. Hancock has no point. But it's got superheroes. That was rare back then. Not that summer, because that summer had Hancock, Iron Man, Dark Knight, and Hellboy 2. Yeah, well, we hadn't been able to get a Superman film right at all. And there was a guy flying around and he could punch things really hard. And Iron Man doesn't fill that for me. Okay, but like, Hancock, the Hel- obvious choice for the best one that summer was, of course, Hellboy 2. Like, Again, that was not Hellboy 2. It's Hellboy 2. Same time. Can't be real. Same, same, same year. Okay. In defense well, of Hancock. That movie's really weird as well. That movie it had a good five minutes in it, and then kind of didn't know what the fuck it wanted to do anymore. Hellboy 2. Drunk Superman was great. Yeah, and then it gets into them being weird immortals, and yeah, no, that was everyone sort of zones out. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and just nothing happens. Yeah. What is the point? There is no point. Eddie Marsan. Uh, shows up sure thing, but... as the bad guy, and he's there for some reason, and there's some conflict, I guess, but it just fucking, you know, goes nowhere. It's a fizzly movie, but like it's it's an enjoyable watch, even though it goes nowhere. That was not though. Oh, a burn after reading doesn't go anywhere. Actually, a burn after reading is a conversation film I'll happily never watch again. Ditto. <laughs> they kind of made it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. But like the Dark Knight, I remember. I remember. Uh, like I really enjoyed it. Technically, I I've never been in love with it. I've always been like yeah, I'm head over heels with it. I every time where every time I like I've seen it probably half a dozen, somewhere between half a dozen and ten times. And every time I can be like, oh, that's a really cool bit. That's a really cool bit. But it never, it it never fully twigs with me. The magic trick. It's... No, no, there are great bits in it. Like there's like it's one of these things where it, it, it to me is not more than some of its parts. This its parts are all brilliant. The magic trick is great. The truck flip is great. There's so many great sequences in there that I can point to. Like actually, that's fucking brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. But there always comes a point where I'm just like, I'm just not getting anything from this. Oh, I'm so into it. I'm just yeah. so into it. I just watch it sometimes because, like, I want to feel excellent. <laughs> no, I shoot the driver. Like, like I, I don't know. And, like, so I've been thinking a lot about Chris Nolan recently because I fucking hated Dunkirk. Yeah, I did. I really, mm-hmm. really fucking hated Dunkirk. Um, I was so excited. I saw it in 70mm um, 
but nothing happened. Yeah. There's no characters. The only character in that film is Mark Rylance, and that's because you can identify him because he wears a nice jumper. It's like, ah, it's the, it's the good actor with the jumper. Grand. The good actor with the very nice jumper. Interstellar, I enjoyed, but I'll never watch again. I might watch that again. I really, really like that movie. Interstellar space, on the, the space looks really pretty. Yeah. And the, the that wave, come out, that wave is so cool in the planet. But, but that's, but again, it's, 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 a, it's a nice part, it, but it's, it's, it doesn't amount to anything much. I, 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 I mean, I, I nearly believed, um, all right, all right, all right, when he's crying. <laughs> Spent the last 10 years trying to fucking fix his career and be more than just, oh yeah, oh yeah, but nope, he'll always just be high school girls. Matthew McConaughey, now I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Took a minute. Yeah, yeah uh, I was thinking AIDS for ages. <laughs> <laughs> AIDS cowboy. Uh... You're half right in the title of the Yeah, movie. I was hoping that movie would be more fun than it was. No, why was it going to be fun? Like, what it had it? Matthew McConaughey and it's like, oh, this would be a nice lighthearted light movie about AIDS. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. A good wacky comedy about dying of AIDS. Class. I'm, I'm struggling to think of a film where AIDS is a good punchline. You go out on a sex bender because you've got AIDS. It's a wacky sex romp. There is, uh, um, using the same story as, a, as, a, as, the, as the, the obvious interpretation, uh, the first Larry Clark film, Kids, uh, is just about it. One of the characters has just been diagnosed with HIV and is trying to fuck as many people as he can. Because that's apparently what, what kids would do in the mid-1990s. Who knows? Mm. Uh, I've heard of actual hazmat parties in real life where people go to get infected with AIDS just so they can live the HIV lifestyle of completely infected sex with everything that's HIV. There is a... Uh, there was that a, seems like... Not a great plan for life. I mean, you can kind of pretty much get over HIV now with enough money. To be fair, it's actually not that much money. Yeah, but and there's those those blocker things. I can't remember what they're called. You can like yeah, I know I heard they're like eighty percent effective. Yeah. If you have sex with someone who's HIV positive, probably won't get it. They yeah, and people who have HIV can take like their own blocker as well. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, if you're looking for a good film on this, uh, there is How to Survive a Plague, which is about the outbreak of AIDS in the gay community, uh, which is Fucking harrowing. I'm not gonna talk about it because it's a bit too harrowing. But like, I mean, like it's it because what what the film does is every year that the film covers, it just begins with like this many people have been infected with AIDS. There's been this many fatalities, mm. and then by the time it's like 1994, you're like, that's a lot of. This days. was a plague. Um, but uh, on, on, a, on an interesting little story that you might not know was Cuba. Gooding Jr. or no, no. Fucking hot take coming out here. Cuba right with AIDS. Yes. Uh, um, snow dog AIDS. That's <laughs> He was bunking with them. We all know it. <laughs> Why didn't I go for the gay boating movie? Boat trip. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's a story in Cuba um, in the mid-80s. Um, guys are coming back from the Congo with uh, HIV and AIDS. And everyone else in the world, you know, that was dealing with, with AIDS was like, I don't fucking know what this is. And Cuba had a pretty good medical center, but they were also really concerned about it getting into the population. So what they were saying, anyone who had HIV or AIDS, and they put them in this facility in the middle of the jungle, just like get the fuck out of many populous areas. But the thing was that like it's Cuba, so they put out some healthcare. So like when you went there, you received the best medical treatment for HIV and AIDS in the world because that's just the nature of, of, of Cuban medicine. Um, but also you were free from the restrictions imposed by Castro's government because no one was going out there to check. So like from the youth movements, they are not allowed to listen to any American music. They're not allowed to have any West, any like. You know, for, for the sake of ease, called capitalist culture. But you have like people with like long radios sitting at the bay, getting you know some of the broadcast down to Miami. 
and Punk gently worked his way in through this mean, through this mean, and what a lot, what about, a, I think something like a hundred kids did, was they began to self-infect with HIV and AIDS, so that they could be sent to these little communes in the middle of the island, wherein they could live as they wanted to, they could live as punk, so you have, like, punk music recorded by people who are dying of AIDS, who deliberately self-inflicted with AIDS, so that they could make punk music. You know, it's it's pure. Literally it's, plaguing yourself is kind of punk, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it is the most nihilistic interpretation yeah. of, of a lifestyle I can ever think of, and it's just really. There's documentaries about them. You can see the interviews with it. It's really fascinating. Um, it's also you know, a bit of a fucking downer because mm. um, unfortunately, as you can imagine, doesn't end well. No, it really it really doesn't. Um, but yeah, just a little just a little shit fact about uh, about Cuba and AIDS. They put. Uh, not as good as Cuba Gooding Jr. getting AIDS on a gay boat, but you know. A, a close second. A close second. Uh, Is that what they never made a sequel to Boat Trip? Because they thought, like, nah, Philadelphia already covered this ground, we'll leave it. I think so. They, they knew. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The well's dry on this one. Yeah, like, I really forget everything Cuba Gooding. I mean, he died, basically, to me. <laughs> they actually died. Yeah. Do you remember his star making turns in. Rat race? Oh Jeez. no, he's not in, ra- he's when, in rat race. Where is he in rat race? He is the football. He's the football referee who fucks up the coin toss and ah, ends up yeah. being stuck on the bus with the Isle of Lucy impersonators. Yeah, his was the least interesting. Yes, Less right. interesting than Mr. Beans, and that's saying something. Oh, Mr. Bean got the fun. You know, with heart. Mr. Beans has Wayne Knight, and I fucking love Wayne Knight just showing up and being kind of skeezy in the way that Wayne Knight is skeezy. I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of a Hitler salute. <laughs> that is. Just sublime. That's a sentence <laughs> that we captured in perfect audio fidelity. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just really marvellous. They think they're going to a Barbie museum. And, and it's, it's about Barbie. <laughs> yeah. And then they steal Hitler's car. And then through a hilarious... Have you you've seen the film? I've seen it. It was on a plane going somewhere. I've definitely seen it. I, I You know, for a film which I've only probably seen through in its entirety... Ten times. Twi- <laughs> It has Smash Mouth at the end. I'll watch any movie that has Smash Mouth. <laughs> it does, and it actually has Smash Mouth. He is a big fan of Shrek. And, the, and they, they do the lovely bit where it's like, we're going to split it. You're going to split it. It's just a fucking great guy. And they're going to donate all the money for, for as much as you all raise. Oh. But yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm talking about some comedies. I've been a very good boy. And I've watched a lot of films which I can talk about. And there are many opinions on um, mm-hmm. I can start with, with the with the worst picture I saw, which was I Feel Pretty, oh, starring oh. Amy Schumer. Now, I yeah. should begin with, I actually quite enjoy Amy Schumer. I think that the Inside Amy Schumer TV show, especially the first three seasons, are fucking great. There's a lot of really insightful comedy there. Some of it's kind of annoying. I think Amy Schumer's main issue as a stand-up is that she doesn't know when to end her jokes. She can find a laugh in the joke, she milks it too hard, and then she rushes through the rest of her material. But the rest of the material is strong enough that, like, if she just had the confidence to to leave them out a bit harder, her her set would be better. I enjoyed one clip you showed me. I, I basically yeah, don't have an opinion on her. The Milady app. Yeah, yeah. The the problem with Amy Schumer, I feel, is that um, at least with talking about Amy Schumer in any kind of context, is that so much of her has been wrapped up in just nasty fucking trolls being like, "It's not real comedy. She throw everything from there." It's like, well, um, you can find me clips where she makes a joke like Patrice O'Neill, and the partner's like, okay, that's questionable, but I'm sure if you showed me any two comedians 
from any point in time, you can find jokes that are similar. I mean, Dennis Leary and Bill Hicks would be the obvious example. Yeah. Stolen directly. Yeah. But, but to me, that's much more breach than what, than what Amy Schumer's doing. Yeah. Um, but, like, I fucking hated Amy Schumer's movie so far. She, she just, like, Trainwreck was not good. Uh, it, it had Bill Hader and John Cena. And I'll get to John Cena in a minute. Because John Cena is a god. Yes. Yeah. We all know that. John Cena is a precious gem. But I feel pretty is easily the worst thing she's fucking put out. It's the crux of it basically. It's uh, Amy Schumer is a depressed woman, hates herself, hates life, hates body. Uh, goes to one of these like fitness classes, falls over, hits her head, and when she wakes up, she believes herself to be gorgeous. Is this a reverse shallow hell? Reverse shallow hell. Yeah, it's yeah. reverse shallow hell. She believes herself to be gorgeous. Yeah. And the the you know one of the main jokes of the film is that like she believes herself to be gorgeous. Everyone else around her is looking at her like, ah, hon, you know, you're a bit, you're a bit, a bit softer in the edges. She's too muscular, like, she's too muscular for that joke to work. But like, you know, it's a decent gag and it's, yeah. it's a slightly edgier interpretation of that. And then it's it's going pretty well. And then about halfway through, it just goes like, oh shit, do we know how to end this? Why don't we come with a conflict that makes no sense? That will hastily throw everything we've just done away, and then we'll close with a great big like. That's not the film you were 45 minutes ago. 45 minutes ago, you were actually making really good points about confidence and about all this shit, and you just, you, you fucked everything up. Have any of you actually seen Shallow Hell? Uh, I've yeah. seen Shallow Hell. How the fuck does Shallow Hell end? Um, he gets his things back, and then despite the fact he doesn't get the thing back, he still thinks she's beautiful. Yeah, because you can see the interview of people. Yeah. So weird thing about the Faraday Brothers, uh, in that, like, they are one of the very few filmmakers who, at that point in time, are used a lot of disabled or minority actors, not as a joke, but as part of the, as being in on the joke. So in Me, Myself, and Irene, he has three heavyset black sons. Their dad is Tony... Randolph Holmes is the tiny... He's, he's, the, he's, he's the black little person. Yeah. Um, the, the, joke, the joke is not at, 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 at his expense. It's at Jim Carrey's expense. So... And even with Shallow Hell, like, they have fat people in there who aren't the joke against at the skinnier people. So there was a certain degree of inclusivity in what they did. Now, they haven't made a good film since. God, it's been 2003? What was that in the Friday Brothers made? I think it was movie 43. Yeah. They, were, they made one of the sketches in that. Okay. Well, that doesn't film comments. I, I, I feel pretty. Um, it's a comedy, and I think the closest I got to laughing was once with. Huh? Yeah, same. I think as a like as a as a certain type of rom com, it, it was working pretty well for me. It wasn't working as a comedy, but like as but like in the way that I like, so it's failing half the genre. I think. Well, uh, well, no, I mean, like I I think that romantic comedy is more of a. I've watched I've watched rom coms I really enjoy, which I haven't found laugh out loud funny, but they're more like just light like lightly pleasing, lightly pleasing exactly. Like you'll you'll it's like oh what 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 a nice little scenario. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just enjoying this. I'm very I'm very comfortable right now. I don't have to laugh out loud, but I just have to have a sense of warmth and kind of like ah, everything's alright. Uh, I'm mean, actually pretty happy in the first half and the second half. I was just pissed off. There's one good thing in that film, which is Michelle Williams as the. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I did like her. We'll see if that even gets picked up. No, it's it, it, <laughs> yeah, no. really bite the mic if you're gonna do that. Also, um, on, a, on a nice thing just for you, but with the actress who who plays that character, uh, in a way of tying in together two things that you both love, she is the mother of Heath Ledger's child, and she has recently got married to Phil Abram. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Oh. Who? Uh, Mantiri. Sad man, his wife died. And I, two oh, oh, oh. They got married oh. at some point in the last few months. Oh. Yeah. Now, the thought of John Cena being God. Mm. Oh, my fucking this God. This next film is Blockers. so much better. Blockers. Blockers, man. Fucking fantastic. Like, I yeah. truly loved it. I was, um, like, I expected it to be, like, fine. And by 10, 15 minutes in, watching with Siobhan, we were both just like, this film hasn't actually put a foot wrong. They actually give so much emotional depth to its characters. And like, it, yeah. it's just much more than it has any reason to. I mean, I, I, like, like, there's one bit where it felt a little, not even forced heavy, but like heavier than it needed to be. But that was also part of the joke, in a way. The bit where he's like, oh, everyone sees me as the guy who cheated yeah. on my wife. But then gives like yeah. a lot of those things like, oh, shit, that's... Yeah. And then so, the car blows up and you're like, oh! The premise is this is the gender flipped, we've got to lose our virginity on prom night thing. Yeah. And blocker, the blockers, the, the, the titular ones, are the parents who have found out about this scheme and are trying to stop their three daughters from fucking. Yeah. And it works. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's about 90 minutes, maybe only slightly over. Slightly over. Fucking, yeah. it's very lean. It's got a, it's got an appearance by Gary Cole, which is just fucking hilarious with the blindfolds. Like, oh, just, just, like, just so much cringe, <laughs> could not physically contain it. It's fucking great. Jones. It's also, like, a cringe comedy that doesn't rely entirely on its cringe. It sets itself up well for it. Yeah, like, it earns, it earns its cringes. It doesn't, it doesn't just yeah. expect to, like, oh, this is, this is an uncomfortable situation, laugh. It's like, no, it, I think part of that comes from the fact that, like, its characters are, are all really well drawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Leslie Mann's, Leslie Mann's kind of single mother, um, I can't remember his last name, guy from Sisters, his kind of. I like Asian porn. No, my wife's Asian. No, but like I'm more thinking like Asian Asian. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's such a wonderful scumbag. He's such, yeah, like, he plays it very well. He does. Plays he, it it's probably his life. If she doesn't, I don't think I've seen him not be that. In Sisters. Uh, what was he in Sisters? He was the guy who Amy Palmer falls in love with. Okay. And tying it back again, he was also in Rat Race. Ah, Jesus Christ. Was. Everyone was in Rat Race. <laughs> Everyone is in Rat Race. He, uh, he's the Mr. Bean coming he's back. The, he's Seth Green's brother with tongue stuff. Oh, what? Yeah. He was really skeezy in that. <laughs> the black tongue who yeah. makes out with the other girl with the black tongue at the very end. No, she's got the nipple yeah, piercing. Yeah, she's got the nipple piercing. Yeah, she opens up his chains. Yeah. You don't get to see the boobs. Yeah. Damn yeah. Um, Versus. But like no, like because we we double build and we did. I feel pretty limited blockers, and we're just like wow. I didn't. I that one of them really just one of them fucking knocked my socks off. Yeah. Just, I was, uh, at one point they just stick a hose up okay. John Cena's ass, yeah. and you're just like okay. Jogging buddy. That was just a fucking fucking hilarious. And John Cena's yeah. daughter looks up. Oh uh, yeah, his daughter looks up <laughs> the window. She goes, that stuff's really kicking in. Yeah. But you just wouldn't expect this from the same film that a bit earlier goes like. For, for me to be able to bond with my friends in high school and stay with them forever, I need to be able to go through this experience of losing my virginity with them so we all have this shared thing that brings yeah. us closer and we can be together forever. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm just saying the Hannibal Burgess thing. Hannibal Burgess just shows up for like four scenes and is brilliant. Just like, yeah, you know, we, we all, we sent my friend Tim for, for, for active duty. He died. We all kind of felt super guilty. Kind of bonded us for life. It's like... <laughs> That's 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 a fucking lie. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. And it's, it's like a swung it, from nowhere. But it's a, it, but it, it's it's just because it's Hannibal Burgess. It's just that like you know that really I'm not quite fully here. That look that Hannibal Burgess has at all times <laughs> with his tiny like tiny fucking beady eyes. Just he know he knows how to, he knows how to do it well. But yeah, no, we watched it based on your recommendation and like John Cena 
like of all the people I would expect to have actually had a post WWE career that I'm really excited by, John Cena was never going to be there. Like the fucking the dude couldn't throw, could not take a hit. Mm. You know, he's the he was the last on a Krypton basically, and like he's like between this and sisters and the bits of him and Trainwreck, which were the only good bits of Trainwreck, like he's. He's a fantastic comedic actor. Yeah, like his career to the WWE was kind of mired by the fact that they just made him this George swearing dude, bro, bro, dude. Can't see me. Like can't see me. His meme potential is off the charts. Oh, but like his actual ability to put chops together to do work in comedic spaces. I didn't even see him coming. The yeah. themes left my head. How's the theme left my head? I I'll His name is there we go. There we I'm go. Not gonna lie, yeah. I actually left my head too until I said that first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it follows on. It's a mnemonic. You shout his name it's the new one from uh, Diablo Cody who made Juno yep. and uh, uh, Young Adult. Directed by Jason Reitman who made Pack of Smoking, Juno, Up in the Air and Young Adult. And starring Charlize Theron who's also in, in, uh, who's also in Young Adult. And who's also probably one of the best actresses working today. Uh, she plays a mum who is about to have her third kid. And her brother pays her to have a night nanny. It is fucking class. Um, I... It is a really quiet, uh, gentle story, very nuanced in a lot of ways. There's one or two points where it, it, ha- it has a kind of a, it has a late act kind of point which it, it makes it a little bit too explicit, but like there's a lot of subtlety in the story. Really... What, what genre are we talking here? You're going a lot of places. Yeah, like I, I'm thinking this is either horror it's or a drama. It, it's, it's, it's a dramedy in the way that, like, I, okay, I never found Juno laugh out loud funny. Okay. But, like, like I, I, I had Juno as being kind of witty, but mostly a bit of Yeah, a sure, sure. It's, it's, and, and same with okay. Young Adults, where, like, Young Adults, I didn't, I found parts of Young Adults to be fucking hilarious, but for the most part, it was just a really sad look at a person whose life is shit. Um, Maybe Ghost Worldy. Ghost Worldy is a good comparison. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that kind of vibe. Okay. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, just, Again, a lean 90-minute picture. Uh, if you, like, like, I'm really happy. I've, I've, I've watched like four pictures in the last five, five pictures. The last five pictures I've watched have all been lean 90-minute films, and all of them have been better for it because I finished them just like, you know what? That was the perfect length. I don't want anything else. I don't want, like, you could cut out one or two bits, but other than that, like, I don't feel like you've wasted my fucking time. And it's Thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds is fucking class. Came out of nowhere. Uh, his first uh, Cody something I last name. His first picture, it it stars um, uh, Anna uh, Anna Taylor Joy who was Tomlinson in The Witch. Okay. Uh, the Witch. Uh, she plays this. She plays this incredibly rich girl who has a, who has a friend who is an actual psychopath. Not a like not a Machiavellian thing, but just does not have emotions, cannot comprehend emotions, uh, and they. Hatch a plan to kill Anna Taylor Johnson, Anna Taylor Joy's stepfather. It is fucking sublime. It, 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 it's, got, it's been compared to Heather's, which I think is unfair because Heather's implies a certain, I would say, kind of spikiness or punkiness. Which is the yeah, there's, there's an anarchy to that. Film. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, this is, this is very meticulous. This is 
closer to something if Wes Anderson's films had more soul. You know, Wes Anderson films in my mind are okay. very... Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, I've been re-listening to these podcasts as I upload them, trying to desperately come up with titles <laughs> and tags. You know how many tags they ask you for? I'm trying to uh, optimize us for search engines. <laughs> Jesus, SEO buddy, really? Oh, Jesus. Can I, can I, can I, we got to get tags. Can I get tags. No one's yeah. searching for notions. Nobody. Put, it, put Irish in it. Put Irish in it. Like yeah, yeah, there. Irish Dublin. Just, we'll, just, we'll just put a fucking fiddle and make the whole thing. How did he do yeah, it's well, I mean, Sean is a small ginger man. So. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. You don't wear all the green, though. Yeah. A man was asking me if I was from Israel, and when I said no, he went to Palestine. After that, he went to Jordan. I think he was trying to make a point about what I look like. I was asked by I was asked by two people in the same day, two separate people, hours apart. Like, so where in Eastern Europe are you from? And it's like, mate, listen to this voice. I, I, you don't know where the fuck I'm from, but it's certainly not Eastern Europe. You know, don't let the don't let the blonde hair fool you. I'm a, I'm a spud. Um, but yeah, a noble spud. A noble noble spud. Yeah, favorites fucking class. Um, a really good look at what it is to be a psychopath, like an actual, like I like like I feel like my understanding of what a psychopath is is actually much better. Mm. And the idea of evil, it's also it's the last, I think it's the last film with Anton Yelchin. Who was Chekhov in the new Star Trek films? He's the main guy in Green Room. Oh yeah, he got killed. Super young. No, he got crushed by his car. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, this is uh, don't quote me on this. He the brakes in the car were faulty, and he walked behind the car and it rolled over him. Ooh. Something horrible like that. Just that's not a quick one. No, twenty seven club number two. Yeah, so I, I had a fun, fun series of pictures there. Uh, all of them were all of them were. Um, either about or featured women in major creative roles, which is quite nice. It's a nice change of pace, which also a sad sentence, but I can acknowledge that as a, yeah. as a, as a unique thing. Um, then I watched Death of Superman and was meh. So meh. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really bad. I mean... The quality coming out of that particular studio, from what I've seen... It just goes all over the place. Yeah. Like, you've got like, no some idea. Some films are fascinating. It's someone just like, the fuck? They, 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 they can tend to be limited by the source material. I mean, Doomsday... Maybe can't be interesting. It's just a, it's just a bomb. It's just a big, it's just a big bomb, basically. Like, yeah. Doomsday just a big boy that what does the punching he can, good. He can be visually striking. Yeah. He can, he can, you know, you can make a lot out of something just being visually striking. Yeah. A lot of Eva sometimes boils down to being yeah. visually striking. The a rampaging Eva unit with the sun behind it as she yeah. gets ready to fight it. Just there's loads of like you can pluck something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean any, any. Any monster of the week show, at some point, it's it, it sometimes it's just about it being that fucking stylish. Yeah. But the problem is this movie isn't. That book, this movie looks like shit. Yeah. Like, I fucking hated the art style. I hated yeah. I hated the design on Superman with yeah. the fucking turtleneck suit and the the weird S that didn't work like it was like an upside down S. Mm. And I was like, that's the hope. And like, it was, it, I was just like, it was like, it doesn't look very good. It looked, but no. it looked like a like a like. It wanted to try and do that kind of samurai, ja- the samurai, uh, Afro samurai, that particular kind of anime artwork, you know, which is. Um, it would do, yeah, sure. The line works different. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so, um, I know uh, Afro samurai got much thicker lines, isn't it? Yeah, and angular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's just a particular kind of anime style which happens, which just, it looks cheap. It looked really fucking cheap, and the dubbing was, just was off. Yeah. I, I do like some people get properly reduced to powder, like. Doomsday oh, gets yeah, at them yeah, and there's yeah, like yeah, just like uh, the, the Atlantans that he kills, with, he just crushes the head. It's like yeah. oh, that's just a pile of blood. 
that's very effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but they, they made a better movie like this, and it's called Superman versus the Elite, because that actually has a fucking punch to it, and it's got a point to make. Whereas this one is Superman don't got killed. Was Superman versus the Elite? Was that the one where it's the knock off the authority? Oh, I thought it was the one where Superman uh, killed big air quotes the squad with the Brit. Yeah, they're those are the knock off the uh, of okay, the authority. Okay, okay. I thought the authority was the Watcher for some reason from. No, wait. Uh, authority being the Wildstorm uh, superhero team, being amoral. You had a very lovely stint by Warren Ellis, where in the first episode, London gets destroyed. They're, they're superheroes that morals, and they've got like a, you know, mm-hmm. reality-hopping, sentient ship. Um, you haven't read this one? I, I thought I did. Mark Millar took over. No. Uh, they basically become rulers of the world after they dominate one alternate universe in the course of a day and decide that they can do it better. You've got gay Batman with gay Superman. Um, that's, I, just, that's just Warren Ellis fucking checklist at a certain point. Yeah. yeah. God, dude. They're really cool, though. Just a fucking great book. I went yeah, that fight was amazing. I went back and read uh, a little while back. I went back and read... Um, uh, what, uh, New Gods? Not New Gods. Oh, the one uh, else, Super Gods. Super Gods, the one where it's just like, where Warren Ellis actually posits like, what would a superhero look like? And it's like, this would just be terrible for everyone, always. Yeah, Super Gods, a hell of a fucking set. Yeah. Just fucking the American military Superman making the fuck out with Vishnu. Oh no! Oh, what was that? And then so that that, we, that weird fucking voidy, um, like the one who can see all reality simultaneously. It's very, very good. I, I remember it was the last issue got delayed very heavily. Yeah, um, was part of his... Oh, uh, because, like, can, if you can remember some of the panels from the final issue, there is, like, so much detail and all this stuff. That's fair. And that actually makes me a little bit excited about Castlevania Season 2, because I'm, of course, subscribed to Warren Ellis' newsletter. And <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, yeah I, I must apologize to the animators for uh, making them draw this. So I'm imagining there's something quite <laughs> large-scale or intricate happening. Because the last time yeah. I heard him say this was when I was reading his website daily uh, <laughs> about <laughs> Super God and its delay. To be fair now, Castlevania gives Warren Ellis a lot of grit to sit through if he feels like it. Because, like, Legion was a thing in Symphony of the Night. Legion it was, I think Legion's featured in the few games. The idea of the boss is just this big floating sphere of corpses and writhing bodies. That are still alive, trying to escape it. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's pure Warren Ellis. If you could put a vagina yeah. in there, mm. I think when you sift off all the corpses and bodies, it is just a floating vagina that shoots lasers, blood lasers, of course. Yeah, we have not talked about Legion because it ended before the end of the episode. No, we haven't. I didn't talk about it either. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it good. Oh! <laughs> oh the starting of the finale was, oh nobody it's, knows what it's like. they music battle fight each other again and it's even better with fucking anime cutscenes yeah. <laughs> over giant clothes everything's exploding and then, and, then, and, then, and then the rest of the episode happens like oh, man, big was... climactic fight and then it's like it, then the, 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 the narrative gets split over like 20 different time periods yeah. and you're just like oh my god what's happening and then it ends in a way that you're like Ooh. 
Yeah, um, so down for the next season. <laughs> it's so down. So, in the way that the last season ended, it was like, I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about it because it was like a year ago. Yeah, it's a fuck you anyways. Yeah, like, the last season ended with kind of a fuck you where you're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. What are you doing here, and how are you doing it, and why are you doing it? And it was for, annoying. For reals, a Pokeball swings by with no connection to anything before you've ever seen, comes out, abducts the main character, and flies off. And one year later, that's when we were yeah. No shit, that's what happens. Now, this ending is very particular about what it's doing. It's very spicy. Mm. Mm. I, uh, you, oh, oh. you will enjoy this ending. Oh, I, so pretty. I just finished seven seasons of Acom. To the exact opposite. I had gone for a warm cuddle of it, for a warm cuddle of you. And now I'm currently working my way through uh, season three. Well, Netflix has a season three, which is obviously season nine, of, um, of uh, Project Runway. And I can tell you right now, high fashion and I do not mix. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there like, that looks good, that looks good, Joseph Miller. This is all dog shit, Mike. Okay, that's very important. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought Siobhan was working way through all the Queer Eye, because she's threatened to there's, Queer Eye me now. There's, there's, there's 12 episodes. I've worked my way through most of the Queer Eye, and it's a delightful program. Well, that means I've worked a lot of my way through the Queer Eye, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's... But there's the original show, right? Wasn't that much much longer? That's not on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh. Do you know Bravo used to show operas? Bravo used to be like a highfalutin channel. I remember when Bravo used to show pornography at the 4 a.m. <laughs> like once every month. <laughs> highfalutin! Yeah, no, they used to they show operas, operas and shit, and now it's just Adult Swim, mm. and whatever. Adult Swim? No. Was that, was no. that, your, oh, was that no. your, like, well done? I'm Listen, like, I'm really fucking tired. Oh, I'm sure you I'm just thinking about swimming and cum, okay? It's viscous and thick. Has Venture Bros dropped yet? Yes. Venture Bros dropped. Um, well, that was spicy it's, as well. It's immediately amazing. God, yep. I love this show. God, I'm only getting so little of it. God, I just want more of it all the time. Why couldn't Adventure Bros get another 70 episodes? Because they can't write 70 episodes. They don't have it in them. <laughs> we'll all be dead. That's true, actually. It takes them two years to write eight. It yeah. takes them two years to write eight. They brought back something from the first season. They did that right now, and they made it incredibly important. And you'd never, ever think about it. It's had a slow thread. If I think about it too much, I'm like, I'll get lost. I'll get lost. <laughs> Yeah. Just like, I'm just thinking that you would like up and it's always sunny when Charlie comes yeah. up with conspiracy theories and you just with like pictures of Bowie down the red room going season 8 when season 8 coming out it's it's spectacular and I can't wait it's gonna brighten up every Monday from now on it's uh, still maintaining its same level of charm its same level of like weird goofy shit it's oh it's pacing it, so good it ends on such a for once it didn't have a stinger but it ended on a real, like, uh, how are they going to deal with this one? And the return of one of my favorite favorite uh, alter egos in the entire show, Emiliko Bamatasa. You don't even remember who that is. I got, I got to the wedding episode. <laughs> yeah. I had to pause it and then just never went back to it. I probably should. Jeffrey, should. Um, but, you know, I figured, like, yeah, like, I saw Bowie. I'm pretty chill with that. I'll walk away from there. Yeah, all of that. Um, I, what is, what's the name of it? All of that in Gargantuan too. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the start of season, season six. six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the special that preceded us. We had to wait several months after that. Like, I think they released it right in the middle between the waist. I was like, because uh, uh, it's legitimately one of the, the, the greatest forty minutes of television I've ever seen. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 so sublime in everything it does. 
and how it ties into every bit of lore, and then decides to destroy half the lore, and then just spiral out some new stuff, and you're like, what am I watching? How is this all happening? Man, and like, the cuts in it are so good as well, because as the action picks up in every single one of the threads, the cuts get faster and faster and faster, and start overlapping faster and faster. Like, like a good episode of The Wire, there's more threads than you can possibly keep track of. But then you come back to the thread and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, okay, yeah, I'm on board for this one. It's like, no, oh, no, don't leave that. Oh, wait, I'm on board for this one. Oh, that's good. Oh, and it's the endless queue. Yeah. What has um, made a very large impact in my life is, uh, who is America? Is it good? It is good. It is also incredibly uncomfortable. And, and also sometimes, like, boring for five minutes. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, well, I imagine if, this, if, the, if the gag doesn't work, most of the gags are, like, five minutes, and if the gag doesn't land, then you just have to wait for the gag to finish for the next minute. Yeah, but then sometimes you're like, you're like mm, I don't like this character he's doing. I don't think the characters come back. He's, like, um, this violent prisoner turned artist, and I think you know, he's going to do critiquing the art world and come stupid shit he can get away with, and he just makes paintings exclusively of his own shit and calm and blood and whatever else comes out of him. He, he, uh, he, the Metallica's load and reload are blood, come and piss mixed together. Mm. And then he also did Piss Christ, which, you know, at first I was like, oh, maybe he's like, like when a person kind of blood, come and piss, the blood, come and piss, he's like, oh, maybe maybe making a point about bodily fluids. Then he did Piss Christ. I'm like, no, I think he just likes piss. I think he's just a big fan of piss. Like, that's yeah. his, that's his artistic message. Love a bit of piss. The art has a woman, like, you, that he's trying to exhibit or whatever thing on no curator. Yeah. Place. Um, yeah, he eventually just managed to talk her into cutting off some of her pubes so he can have them. And she does this on camera. Um, and he adds to this, like, of this bristle brush, brush or whatever he has. She says he's got a bag seize on it and other stuff. It's, it was, he, uh, the entire time was like, he's, he's getting her pubes. Uh, from the, like, it, it, he, he leads her into it. And it's just, it, I don't know how this guy keeps a straight face. I don't know how he can do it. I, I, I like, I mean, she's the, the, I saw the, the one that got the senator fired where he's running around with his fucking pants around his ankles yeah. yelling things that I've already learned I'm not going to say again. <laughs> um, when he yells the very particular thing at yeah. the stinger at the end of the show. Dare I ask? Okay. Well, he said, listen here, all you dirty sand. <clears throat> uh, 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 what we're going to do here is you go and try over here and rape our women and children. I'm going to chop your dick off. He has a knife in his hand, the mannequin over there, chops the dick off the mannequin, takes it in his mouth, bites a piece off, and then shoves it into the mouth of the mannequin. Was, and that is a U.S. senator, I believe, yeah. isn't it? Uh, uh, at least a government representative. He so what were you? Was a former, former, former. He has since resigned in the aftermath of that show. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Wasn't, oh, this was the show that those, which two was it again that were trying to get sent the gag order on it? Sarah Palin was one of them. Um, I think Dick Cheney possibly was one of them. Have they popped up yet? Uh, Dick Cheney has. He, yeah. uh, he doesn't come off the, the worst. He happily accepts his waterboarding kit, though. Yeah. Uh, the, one, of, one of the most uh, atrocious parts is um, a, a gun a gun promoter, yeah. Um He's just they're talking away, and they're trying to introduce a program to uh, train four-year-olds in, in shooting. Uh, but like one of the worst parts is is like you know like, oh, I have sex with my wife even she doesn't want to and he's like oh, it's not rape if it's your wife and he shakes his hand he shakes his hand back and he starts laughing he's like oh you wouldn't get away with saying that in America and I was like what the fuck yeah 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 it's a fucking hell of a show it is a ride you know you get that and then some other times you get a Trump supporter dressed up. Uh, in like a, 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 a gown as for trying to pretend to be a quick quinceanera to 
lure in rapists to stop them, these Mexican rapists from... I, 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 I'm struggling to find the thread here, but he manages to convince them it's, it's right, yeah, it's and a, they're wearing underwear that have thick vaginas in them. Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I, I wonder if this man is a literal wizard. Like, if you do need him, <laughs> like, what, how can he convince you to do this? His brother's a leading psychologist. Like, as in a, like, well, like, as in I've read articles where they talk about, and blank, Baron Cohen is like, that can't be. Yep. Head of, I'll see what the fuck, he's head of some major... Uh, UK psycho- uh, psychology group and it's like perhaps he perhaps he just uses his brother's techniques um, mm-hmm. or maybe I mean this, that, this, this might be innate to the Baron Cohen's yeah like the I might just be like so what can we get men to do for us do we know anything about their parents like what craft did this <laughs> uh, it is Simon Baron Cohen he is uh, he's known for his autism research as well um, and he is yeah pretty fucking pretty fucking important yeah, the, the opening's also actually a bit of a banger. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just a cool opening. It's, it's not actually like a fast song, but it's usually like... <laughs> Do that, is, it, is it This Is America? No. You sound, you look disappointed. I mean, it'd be too on the nose if I saw it, like, oh, it's too on the nose, but the fact it's not, it's just like, oh. It's not on the nose. I'm a, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed if you could, like, remix with, who's America? Like, I'm not going to try and... Yeah, well, what's... I, I really love the meme, it was like, uh... When you just squirt a lemon in your eye, but the, the devil's trying to steal your soul. It's a free spray with his face went. <laughs> all the crazy faces he makes in the busy video. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he's odd. Because, I mean, like, I haven't watched Atlanta. I've heard Atlanta. You, you've described me as very precious. Uh, I wouldn't have used those terms. Someone else might. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it, but not enough to finish it all the way through. Um, Down now, I've come back to me and said, like, it's fucking top-tier shit. Atlanta's mm. very, very, like, very drama. Very slice of, this is the life yeah, of people. Like, it, it, sometimes it's a bit too heavy for my hangover watching. Yeah. And I'm well, trying to watch, what's that fucking something space cartoon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, something space. Oh, no, no. Like Final thing. space. Or yeah. Oh, space. no. No, that's too much. I'm try- I'm, I'm, I need to get around to something. I, I haven't Make watched anything properly in a long time. I'm telling you, right now, what you need to do for a home TV is set up drop Netflix, which is when you're, when you're hungover, you want some bright and colorful, you set up a children's Netflix account, and you just watch those shows, because they're really pleasant, you watch about an hour of them, and you feel much cleaner afterwards. Like, watching Hey Dougie, it's like, oh, what's this? It's about a, it's about a dog and a bunch of other animals that just have adventures for six minutes, and this is really pleasant. And you finish it, you're like, oh, I feel really calm, everything's washed over me now. Now I'll take on fucking the the popular film Revenge. You know? That was a real fucking tangent there. I thought there'd be... <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought I'd say that was more, more fucking dead end. I thought there'd be a bit more of uh, more meat in that, but nope. Just... No, no. You also saw Hereditary. What did you think? I haven't seen it. Oh, I've seen <laughs> it. I'm, I'm oh, very sad about it. Yeah. Oh. Kill List is a better picture. Okay, I immediately hate it, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you, you just didn't get Kill List, okay? Like. I'm pretty sure I got it, and I didn't like what I got. No, you're wrong. <laughs> like, like, Ben, like, did you, like. Okay. Foreshadowing doesn't make a thing good. No, no, but fantastic mood setting does. Great performances, beautiful sound design, and deeply disturbing content. Those things, they make a picture great. But to mention, the fucking class foreshadowing. Because um, you will eventually realise that Ben Wheatley is one of the great directors working today. God. I'm never going to accept that. <laughs> you enjoy Free Fire? 
I fell asleep during Free Fire mostly. I Again, all those fire. people dying just made me feel really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a question that you have to raise with your therapist, dear friend. <laughs> yeah, Never going to get one. <laughs> Look, I mean, Ben Wheatley, he's made six pictures. Um, I would happily put, I think that Killis is fantastic. I think A Few England is a fucking masterpiece. It's a torture. I like putting people through the torture. But I, I, I no one's come out the other side and said, that was a good movie. Thanks, Sean. Val- Some people have come out of Valhalla Rising and said, thank you, Sean. You know? Some people Ooh. actually like Valhalla Rising. Plenty of people. Valhalla Rising is pretty dope. But you like, sort of watch it, and you're like, that was a harrowing three hours. It's only 90 minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the thing on the boat? And then, like, it's not... And then they're in America, but what? No, I'll tell you what. Like, they feel in is a fucking masterpiece. Like, it is just... There is that one shot of absolute beauty of a spider spinning a web with the villain walking through a field with a gun, and you're just like, ah, oh, God, that! how did they get that shot? It's just everything about that film is brilliant. I fucking love that picture. Uh, one time, not this, so you saw yeah. Mamma Mia 2. It's in my top three. It's Bonte, uh I don't know what it's Bonte, but it's Bonte something. It was about Princess Bride, Mamma Mia, then Mamma Mia 2. No. Is this where Mama we add Shimon as a special guest in the podcast? Mamma Mia is not even in my top ten. Mamma Mia 2 is in my top three. Yeah. Oh, I did to have all the to have all the feels. My mom brought a whole pack of tissues, and the four of us were like bawling. It's just, I, and the bit that you think is going to be the sad bit is not the sad bit. It's not even a sad bit. It's just a very emotional. There's a bit where Pierce Brosnan sings one track, which is which is towards the end, apparently in a church, which is just like. Also, can Pierce... I don't think Pierce Brosnan sings anything in the church. Uh, and Pierce Brosnan sings one of the tracks, which apparently is just like... Uh... There's, um... I don't know how to say it without spoilers. I don't care. So, half the film is flashbacks, and then the other half is kind of current. Yeah. And, uh... The, and, like, and in the current, um... Yeah, Meryl Streep character is no longer with us. And like, and I knew that going in, and I was like, ah, oh, that's a sad bit. And then that's like obviously very early in the film, and then so I was like, I'm fine. Like this, and then a couple of emotional bits, and I was like, yeah, it's emotional, but I'm not crying over it. And then I was like, yeah, and it, it yeah. I don't think I got any spoilers out of that. You guys? No, but the thing, okay, so the so the bit towards the end, that's the emotional bit, is is the bit where the past and the present lineup. And that's the emotional bit. And that's also why it's emotional. And even knowing that, that'll still be emotional if you Wait, is the present working backwards towards the past then? Well, no, I mean, the past is slowly catching up to the present. It'll be like you've fallen with it. I imagine they're all going to some event or something. You generally do that with a funeral, and then you beg the question whose funeral it is until you actually hit that point. I don't know. That's what I've seen before. Also, one small continuity fail in the film, and to be fair, it's not the film's fault, but... Everyone in the film has aged a decade, except for Amanda Seyfried, who's aged five minutes. Um, which is not their fault, like, and yeah. it's not Amanda Seyfried's fault, but it does, like, you are a little bit like, aren't you, like, 22? I was telling about Tully and how good Tully was and how good Thoroughbreds was. Amanda Seyfried actually looked really fast. Because we, we both really enjoyed Thoroughbreds. It's yes. It's to watch Thoroughbreds. Yeah. It's class. Um, you got painted, I feel pretty... Uh, actually, well, no, because we were with it. Yeah. Like, it was it was fine. It was, like, a decent flick up until the last, kind of, half to a third, I would say. And then it just becomes, like, predictable and everything that you would expect yeah. and done in the worst possible way. And, 
steps on its own point over and over again until it's nothing but scrambled mess on the floor. I like that one part where she's having sex and she's looking at the mirror directly at her own face. But that's just creepy. Like, like the film plays it as like, oh, it's 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 cool, it's hot. It's like, no, that's no. It, it's, I think it's I think it's still weird. Like, but I thought that was funny. I, I thought it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, but he, but the guy's like, I'm again, so not nice. like ha ha funny or like, actually getting much, but like a that would be funny. Yeah, yeah. like no, just a real pleasant feeling. <laughs> like it's not a funny feel. Like you know, like you have the thing where rom coms that like. You don't have to be funny per se. They can just give you like a nice. No, you just don't laugh at them. Yeah, they give you like a pleasant feeling. There's a lightness to them. Yeah. You know that's why that's why most rom coms don't feature like a rape subplot because. Uh, they do. They just don't call it a rape subplot, and then the woman ends up with the guy at the end, and we go okay. I feel like Enchanted. I might have laughed at. Is Enchanted the right one where it's Disney yeah, but real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You definitely like it. I love how like this is like you three are all like, oh yes, this exact one, and we all know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know what it's got Amy Adams. It's got a Demon Menzel. It's got James Marsers, who was Cyclops. And that what was on your love for Amy Adams? No, that was um, the Master. Because when she showed when she showed up in the Master, and she was like, I will be the real fucking powerhouse here. Fuck you, Joaquin Phoenix. Fuck you, Phyllis Seymour Hoffman, in one of your last roles. I'ma own this bitch. And you know what? She owns that bitch. So, should I make myself scarce? Or are you guys finished? Or what? Um, I think we're still kind of in this way, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could probably also use most of what you just said. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Guess we just said, I haven't signed any waivers. I'll make myself scarce for you guys. I just can't stop thinking about... Just naked, greasy Danny DeVito coming out of the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so gross and lovely. Yeah, it, it haunts us all. I'm, I had that image saved somewhere, but I don't know where it is. And the second I find it, I'm just posting it. I'm glad that man has no shame about his body. Because we all need to see it. I'm so glad that that man is actually really lovely. Yeah. I remember reading a Reddit story about him where he, he some, some guy was saying that, like, you know, I was on a ski lift once and my. my Basically, like, some shit had happened in his personal life. He was feeling really down. He was on a ski lift, and then the guy on the ski lift asked him, like, oh, what's up? And then he told him a story, and the guy on the ski lift was really supportive, and, like, was trying to tell him, oh, cool, here's things that I, I had some things in my life, you know, here's things I used to get me through. He's really kind and supportive, and he gets off, and it's dying to be there. It's just this lovely little Reddit story. And then, underneath it, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes going, like, that is dying to be Don't worry, I'll let him know you see, that you still remember him. I'm sure he still remembers you. And it's like, Oh, yeah. oh, that's just... Oh, Arnie, if Danny DeVito portrays the most hilarious and disgusting goblins in the world, but he's just a little fairy now. Um, his, his penguin still, like, I'm never getting over that. He's actually fucking terrible. He bites people's fucking noses off. He's, he's, he takes a bite out of crime. His, uh, but also, I mean, his films are, are like, so like so bleak. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you've got War of the Roses, which is about, you know, a couple in the middle of a messy divorce play for laughs. You've got... Matilda, which is fucking bleak yeah. when viewed through any filter other than like whimsical children. If you film. take if you take out the uh, if you take out the Russell Root fucking soundtrack and whatever the fucking do 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 do, then you just have a film about child abuse. Yeah, you have a film yeah. about children locked in a fucking cupboard. You have a film about children who are abandoned and forgotten and who are just abused. It's like and eating a lot of cake. That cake looked fucking delicious. <laughs> Even as a child. Definitely talked about this cake too many times. <laughs> Can you talk about this cake too many times? It looks too good. Okay? It's such a 
If it looks that good on the camera, it's probably mashed potato, which in a weird way makes me want it more. But that says more about me than the substance. Well-oiled mashed potato. Mm. Oh. I, am. Oh, I just made you want it more. Yeah. You little goblin. Just, just smear yourself in mashed potato and you lick Would yourself like a chocolate chap. chocolate mashed potato actually work? No. Not just dri- drizzle a little sauce on it. Not as bad as you Like you get a farrel, you know, a potato farrel. If you did it with a, with, if you did it with a really low, or if you did a fried potato, you could definitely put some chocolate on that. If you did no, mm-hmm. if you did it with a really high concentrate of milk and the chocolate, so like something like really really white, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you might be able to get like because the milk in theory should achieve a similar effect to adding cream or milk into the uh, into the mash. Yeah. Or whatever else they, whatever kind of roasties and chocolate. That's mm. no, nah, no, nah, no, no, no. Science need not go that far. No, Neil. We can tell on the drawing board that it doesn't work. Every day we stray further from God's light with ideas like that, okay? Well, to be fair, I just stray further from God's light every day. Oh, too fucking edgy. Oh, it's a tense lord. More cheese should be offered with roasties. I've said it. Cheese? Cheese. I'm behind him on this no, one. No, no, no. You don't put cheese on a roast potato. Like, no, 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 no. We're talking about the, I, the I, spell with cheddar here, right? We're not talking some hoity-polloi. You, you, you grate up a pile of cheddar. I want a bowl of cheddar in front of me. I've got my roasties right there. Yeah. I split them open yeah. a little bit, just a little bit. I got this opening, and I cram cheese in there. It goos up all in there. And I put that on no, my mouth. No, no, you, you yeah. bo- you're both just wrong. The roast potato. Look has... at this. Look at this man not enjoying a good jacket potato. No, no. Jacket potato slathered in butter and cheese, and he doesn't but, even but, know. But that's a jacket potato. That's not a roast potato. A roast potato. No, no, no. Don't don't give me these fucking looks here, people. Okay, okay. Look. Even the dog is looking at. Well, no, no, he's not. not. Okay. <laughs> and no. you can speak instead of gesturing. <laughs> <laughs> look, the, look. Yeah. The roast potato is an is. I, I'm sorry, I, I will not I will not stand as you as you besmirch the good name of the roast potato. You know my opinions on them. You mean they're the perfect form of doing potato? Yeah, I mean, I, you mispronounced mash. I... <laughs> like, you can't tell me that mash is better than roasties, okay? Because you can only do mash in one way, which is a big pile oh, of fucking mash. No, there's, a, there's, a, there's, no, no, mash there's nothing. There's nothing better. You can you can play a lot with that texture. You, you know you what can. There's a lot. But you know you, you know what you can do with roasties. Smear them in goose fat. Smear them in goose fat, motherfucker. Just 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 do them right. Just kill a kill a goose, strip its fat, and just rub it deep in oh, there. Just, massage it. Just but not too hard, or you'll crack the spot. Like a, like a, like an artisan fucking stro- stroking their plants. Just rub that good fucking fat in there and taste it. Oh, you're polishing a ball of dirt, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe the dirt gets quite shiny, but you're never going to compare to a diamond. A diamond of fucking mush. Yeah. Listen, listen, Sean has very. I'm pro mush. You know this about me. <laughs> I've started eating a, 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 a horrible paste from the future to give me all my nutrients. Huel. Yeah. Which every time I hear, I just think of the fucking weird head guy from Breaking Bad. You keep saying like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm going to have my Huel now." It's like, 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 you just gotta come over and just hang out for a minute or two. Yeah. Wanted to like, snooze on that money. He was a cool, dude. Yeah. That's, he was, he's still waiting in that hotel room for Hank to come back. But, like, it's been five years. Okay, don't give me that fucking look like, how dare you? It's been five fucking years. Since it's we've been had this five match. years. Since he's been shot. 
Oh, that. No, uh, I thought you were talking about some fun yeah. issues. We started having arguments about Masties and Roche. No, Masties and Roche? Uh, Roasts and Mash. Roasties and Mash. There we go. Yeah. Finally! Oh. Jesus, I'm not in this world right now. You're just, you just pathologically wrong about Roasties and Mash, though. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to close this off with a story about porn. As is, <laughs> as is tradition. As is what tradition? Yeah, don't worry. It's, you just need to read us to these podcasts like I've been doing. and you know, Try and help the podcast grow. No, I refuse. Develop structure, form, direction, other synonyms. This thing is wild and out of control and I don't want to see it grow and live. I was watching a bunch of lesbian strap-on porn. As you do. As you do. As you, as do. you do. And I saw, you know, this, this is proof to me that Matt, as a man, mankind is still innovating. We're still finding new things to do. There are now, like, big old strap-ons that, I, I'm not sure of the mechanism, we can press a button and start shooting loads everywhere. How, how much? There was a lot. There's, there's, more than, than, more than so would come. This poses so many questions, though. Like, 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 is there a fluid-filled core? You know, where, where's it all going? You need some, you need some heft to the meat. Okay, well, okay, but like, okay. Just, I've got like 80 thoughts at once here. We'll try and this. Is parking is innovator. How far are we talking here? Like, oh, oh, like, 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 what does the material inside have to be? Could you fill it with coke? <laughs> I think oh, you could. And give, and give a girl a yeast infection. Coke and Mentos. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh, you just re- the button doesn't even shoot it; just releases the Mentos and <laughs> right in there, right on the wall. It wasn't that frothy though. As in, like a froth. As in, so you're disappointed that people have managed to super soakerize dildos and like, yes, but it's not a truly accurate representation of semen <laughs> spreading out of a penis. It's too strong, the froth isn't there, as a connoisseur It, it was too solid, you know? You know it, it, need, it needs to be a, a slick gooiness to it that it really just didn't come across. Well, they, they, sure, then, sure, that just depends on what material you're putting inside it. Like, if you can find some which is as viscous as semen. Some of that Nickelodeon. Se- a sentence I did not think I would say. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you can find it a perfectly viscous substance, might you achieve a similar effect? That doesn't say... It doesn't stain. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it's you're not also going to be activating like body temperatures, so you need like room temperature or internal dildo temperature to keep it the right viscosity. Oh. You know? It depends on what you're doing with the dildo before ejaculation, though, because presumably yeah. if the dildo is penetrating someone, then you know that will heat things up a bit. Yeah, not 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 to the toasty thirty whatever degrees of of my boys. Uh, I guess they're more like twenty eight, right? Because they're dangling down there. No, most of the fluid is inside of me still. It comes from the Cowper's gland, and then the 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 the, 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 the you know temperature was not a question I considered before. Like so, hold on, then if you were doing like vampire cosplay, you would actually you would shoot a load of like ice cold cum in the way that you could buy like <laughs> the face, she, the she, face of she, pain. She is clutching a part of herself. She's <laughs> She's looked in the same part of herself. Not in pleasure. Like, when that came out, there was a whole thing of like you could buy, uh, you buy dildos you put in the freezer and oh, like geez, they no. sparkle. Do you, do you not remember this? No. Glass dildos. Glass dildos exist, but like yeah. it was specifically designed to look like you know, like it, it, it was a human, like it wasn't transparent. Like we went to rubber pants and it was sorry to, about this fun. But like, it, it, I, 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 don't, I don't think they went to rubber pants because like you know, I, of all the things I think you can do is like. 
Look, that man hated that series. Really. <laughs> I know far too much about this series. How much money do you think they have to drive up to his house to get not, a measurement but, of his Not head? like, like, look. Okay, that guy got screwed because he, because the entire the entire cast got screwed because they all signed up to that film before they were famous, and they all signed up for the full franchise before they were famous. So whoever the fuck. Also, was, no one thought that it would be a thing. Exactly, mm-hmm. and the second film grossed over a billion dollars. It's one of the highest grossing films of all time. It's also one of the funniest films of all time. If you want a great way to watch it, every time someone has a has an has an, an awkward pause, say the word ellipses. Ellipses. Just. Every yeah. time someone makes out, say the word jugular, and you got the book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so book. Okay, but to to go back to the scene here, or the the the, the, the foeman, the foeman. Will that work? Feeman. No, because female implies a female semen. I like foeman. Yeah, the foeman. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. Or. What does that mean if you don't buy it? Does that mean you have FOMO for FEMA? <laughs> FOMO for FOMO? For FEMA? For FOMO? George Foreman? <laughs> oh, don't put the dildo in a grill. I was just impressed by how discreet it was. You know, like, sometimes you see the inflatable butt plug that has, like, the clear thing coming out of it that you squeeze and it'll slowly inflate. But I, I didn't see it. I, I really couldn't deign the mechanism. Could you chug beer through this inflatable butt chug, friend? <laughs> yeah, is this is this the, the new hot trend? That, uh... It's sweeping the nation. Yeah. I, I felt very old at Knockenstocken when a youth came up to me and asked me if I had any chonga. <laughs> now, I don't know what chonga is. <laughs> it took some explaining for him to work out what he wanted. And apparently it's something that's like a weaker form of MDMA. And Why? I just don't know what's wrong with these kids anymore. <laughs> they don't even like their drugs strong. <laughs> Some why, why, why don't millennials like and like raw... They're millennials. They're the next one. Why don't... Gen Z? Them, them those Tide Potters. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Why don't Tide Potters? Tide Potters, yeah. Why, why do Tide Potters... I can't say that word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tide Potters. Why do Tide Potters... Not like proper drug. This is my RTE voice, you see. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's so nasally? I think you're just 99% nose. Yeah. One of those Maui Island heads just sitting there. To be fair, apparently we have the the worst um, coke purity in the entire of Europe. Go um, us, we're at least leading something. Yeah. Hey. But I mean, like. And still one of the highest really deaths from it. <laughs> We're really all in. Can we really complain about them not liking their dr- drugs strong when this would be a standard that we accept? Look, all I'm saying is legalize everything and make sure that it's pure if you're taking it. Shoot them all and let God figure it out. Is, <laughs> Which you is followed that, through is on that, that one fateful day. for drugs? <laughs> put them all into your veins and eventually it'll be fine? Yeah, you'll, you'll reach a point of transcendence. You basically, remember the bit in the fountain at the very end when he's doing this weird, like, what is one thing? Yeah, just that's what'll happen. You'll take all the drugs and eventually just turns into a higher plane of being, and then your tree is okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what I got from the fountain. But your tree, but your tree is your soul. No man, it's a tree. You cut off bits of the bark, it's a tree. Tree seems like it's a terrible place to keep a soul anyway. Like trees can be cut down, and then you're like, oh no. As if a man could not be cut down. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some really old trees. Shit, he checkmate (laughs) Trees outliving you, what are you gonna do about it? Kill them. (laughs) They're fucking trees that can't fucking move. So hold this like because I mean if you make a log cabin, it's just like hmm. I call this one Basically the catacombs. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. History is called Tim. If you listen closely, you can hear him scream. 
Sounds like sweet music to your ears, doesn't it? It'd be like Ed Gein's house, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you get, you get another maybe two minutes, three minutes. Um, say, say something. Uh, fuck. Um, okay. Uh, fuck. Down in Cork. We went down to Cork a couple months back, and there's a weird thing in Cork with the Confederate flag. Yes. Okay? So, like, they, it was it was a match day in Cork. They had a Confederate flag up. And we're like, why the fuck are they, they have a Confederate flag? Can you see the Confederate flag? What do you think of? Uh, racism. Exactly. You think of like slavery. You think of brother cousin. States rights. You, yeah. <laughs> states rights. Exactly. Yeah. And you think of that and brother cousin, uh, or sister cousin, and like all around Cork, they have these fucking Confederate flags, and down the it's like, oh no, it's it's you know it's just because the colours are the same, and you know Cork has this thing about like you know with the rebel states, and that's the that's the rebel flag. It's like. So people don't really pick on that. No, people just ignore everything else that comes to the fly. Let's go. Let's get the right colours. Like, you know, good, good colour. Rebel. Yeah, yeah. That is what they do. Uh, spoken like a true fucking Killarney man. Yeah, give me the the, the wider berth of Kerry to have to stain for Corkonians. They fucking paint like fucking unicorn. Okay. They what? <laughs> there's a unicorn on the goddamn county bounds, and anytime there's any fucking match, all they do is they go up to our fucking unicorn and they spray fucking spray paint fucking jocks onto him of the cork flag, and it's not on. We have to go up there and clean him. <laughs> ah yes, the eternal rivalry. <laughs> Bastards. No one hate. Uh, Kerrymen and Corkman are just natural enemies, you know, like Kerrymen and Dublinmen, Kerrymen and Donegalmen, Kerrymen and Kerrymen. Don't don't steal lives and citizens and try to pass off your own. That's friend. all we do. I'm not. I'm not. Everyone knows it. You this, fool. This is this is the wrong crowd to try and pass them as your own, unless you go super obscure, at which point you run the deeper risk of finding someone who knows it, and then they call yeah. you out very quietly. Like like I had a thing in work where I kept accidentally making Peter Amadeo jokes, and people thought it was hilarious. It wasn't accidental. You started doing it on no, purpose no, after a while. No, it's like like I made a joke about like I think I said like with blackjack and hookers and like oh that's so funny it's like but that's Futurama how old must that person be I have to work it out because that's <laughs> in episode 2 uh, of Futurama <laughs> which is 2001 I believe or 2000 do you want to talk about evil real quick uh, Negan's and Tekken oh yeah that looks awesome yeah he just has a fucking baseball bat a fucking who knew that Tekken 7 was going to be the Smash 4 equivalent yeah. for the fighting game world. Negan Akuma, from The Walking Dead. Negan from The Walking Dead. Akuma from uh, Street Fighter. Geese Howard from Vital Fury. Fucking Noctis from Final Fantasy XV. Just, there's your cast of characters that can fight against each other. That's a video game. Tekken 6, or Tekken 7 going to be a hell of a game as well. It's a hell of a fucking fun game. not going to touch it because it's a 3D mess and I don't like 3D messes, but there you go. Did you perchance read that, did you eventually read that Street Fighter uh, oral history that the Guardian wrote about the film. No, which was fucking class. And the best thing was that Kylie is just a sweetheart. But you know what's really powerful? The most popular fighting game in the world right now, which is Dragon Ball, based on number of viewers and entrants uh, at the top of a play, was won by a gay furry. A is gay it? black furry. You know what? We started off talking about the sexy rabbit and Cadbury's. <laughs> Let's just cut it there. <laughs> Goodbye. We've got an email. No podcast gmail.com. No, no sorry, Fox!